Hello and welcome to the next episode of Code and Beyond, a podcast where we talk about software development and anything beyond that. For the last eight something years, I work as a full-time employee. But before that, it was many years of self-employment, a wide range of experiences from amazing and awesome to not so much. The topic of today is freelancing, self-employment, this kind of stuff. My name is Alex, and as usual, I am joined by my good friend Pablo. Hi, Pablo. Hey, Alex. Just before this episode, we were trying to figure out what is freelancing, what is self-employment, work by the contract. There was something else, so we just Googled the stuff. <laughs> and in the end, it was a little bit confusing, so we decided to uh, split people on two groups, employees <laughs> and other people, freelancers, contractors, consultants. We're going to talk about this, share our stories, mention maybe some cons and pros of working as a full-time employee or as a freelancer. And I think it's also important to mention that there's always constant pros on both sides, on, on the employer, the one who hires, and the freelancer as well. Yeah. On your opinion, what are the pros of being a freelancer? Because you're working as a, as a freelancer or a contractor for many years already, right? Yeah, right now I'm a, I'm a contractor. To me, the difference between freelancer and contractor is that contractor is bounded to a contract, and usually that contract is attached to a company for a X amount of time. And freelancers, they, they have like multiple projects running at the same time and usually they have a small task and they, they are jumping from one to the other. But that's my my perception. And after after Googling it is like it's confusing. <laughs> Depending on the country, they have different definitions for freelance or contractor and consultant. So yeah, I don't want to go there again. <laughs> um yeah, pros of being a contractor. Uh, one is freedom, right? Mm-hmm. You can stop your contract wherever you want, and nobody can enforce you to do anything. Mm-hmm. Or another benefit can be that you manage your taxes, depending on the country where you live. You manage your pension; that can be good and bad, mm-hmm. depending on the country where you live. Yeah, you don't have to care much about the politics or the company that you're working for. Mm-hmm. You can be aligned or you cannot be so not much aligned with it. And as long as your company aligns with the company that you're working for, it's fine. You can skip a bunch of uh, corporate stuff because you are your own company. Trying to think about an, an example like Christmas dinner, things like that. And sometimes when you're an employee, you have to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with branding, the brand of the of the companies. Like when you are an employee and you you have to be part of the brand sometimes, right? Like, for example, you go to a tech conference and you heard you have to wear T-shirt of your company that you're working for, things mm-hmm. like that. If you're a contractor, it's like, no, you're your own, <laughs> you, your own company. You, you don't belong <laughs> to to anyone. You could wear a T-shirt with your own brand, with yeah. your photo. <laughs> a white T-shirt, you can wear a white T-shirt and that's totally fine. <laughs> you're not representing anyone. I guess in some, in some cases, you even have to be careful with your opinions. I guess some permanent positions, they have some rules attached to your contract. So you cannot speak badly about the company that you're mm-hmm. working for, or you cannot you cannot reveal the things that you're working on. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know, a bunch of clauses that attach to, to your contract that usually are more relaxed when you're a contractor. I'm, I'm not saying that you don't have to, those clauses, right? As yep. a contractor, you, you sometimes you also have to sign a bunch of stuff. but Usually, it's a bit more relaxed when you're a freelancer or a contractor. I don't know. Those are the advantages that I, I can think of right now. Freedom to choose? 
especially nowadays with the possibilities to work remotely. Mm-hmm. This is also nice, right? Uh, like a plus being a freelancer because basically the whole world could be open to you. It depends on your skills uh, and your abilities, but you could actually yeah. work from from anywhere. I don't I don't know if that changes a lot if you're an employee, right? Because if you're skilled enough, you're open to be an employee for any company. Yeah, it depends. On, on the company side, it might be much easier to hire a freelancer or a contractor uh, than full-time employee because of uh, all the taxes, uh, insurance, and things. Yeah, that's true. It's m- much more responsibility for the company if it's about employee. And freelancer, you just sign a contract if both parties are fine, right? And then... It, it also depends. I already talked to companies that were like, okay, if you are not uh, able to be an employee, if you want to keep going as a contractor, we cannot hire you. We only hire permanent people. What are the reasons? I don't remember. Maybe tax- taxation, because they, they already have a setup everything. They have a nice setup for permanent uh, people, and they already have some way of dealing with taxes. And if you introduce uh, contractors in the... Mm-hmm. In the equation, maybe they have to change something. I don't know. So works both sides. <laughs> and some companies prefer to hire contractors and they don't hire permanent people. Same with the salary rate. Some people say that as a contractor, you can char- charge uh, more because you are setting your rates. And if you are good enough, you can set really high rates. But I guess that's the same for a permanent position, right? If you're really good, you have access to super high salaries as a permanent employee. So again, not sure if it's an advantage or not. To me, this sounds like a myth, like that That as a, as a freelancer, you could set a much higher rate, but then it's not just the money that you earn the money, you pay your taxes and, and fine, right? You also have to, ta- you have to take care of yourself, right? Of your mm-hmm. insurances, uh, making sure that you have enough money for vacation and, and so on. When you are employee, then the company takes at least half of it. Mm-hmm. Lots of things are taken care of for you. Yeah, <laughs> you don't even know sometimes about them. And then, in case of of a self-employed or freelancer, you are doing this this stuff. And then once everything is paid, then maybe it's it's, it's the same. Yeah, I found I found myself more than once explaining to my my client that I charge. Mm-hmm. That amount that is over the annual salary rate of a, uh, a permanent position because I have to pay taxes, yep. I have to pay for my pension, I have to pay for, yeah, as you mentioned, a bunch of different stuff. So, yeah, when you're a contractor, you have to take all of that into account. But I think usually people already know about that. That's the reason, one of the reasons why contractor rates don't match at all mm-hmm. with the permanent position yep. salaries. The rent is different, but then if you, if you really try to do the tr- the translation, mm-hmm. you have to take all the taxes and, and everything into account, and then maybe you can match the salaries and see if they really are at the same level or not. So, and what is your experience? So I know that if you're working uh, as a contractor or as a freelancer, in many cases you charge by per hour. Again, depends a lot on the company. I've been charging per month, per hour, per week. <laughs> uh, Oh, yeah, it depends a lot on your client and, and, the, and the company. I don't see a pattern in their change from company to company, from country to country. For example, in, in the UK, it's a daily rates is the most common thing. But then you move to a, another country in, in Europe and you can find daily rates. Another country in Europe, you can find hourly rates. 
and you have to translate all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but in the end, it means the same. It's like story estimation. It's the same. Yeah, of course, it's the same. <laughs> you could use story points, t-shirt sizes, yeah. whatever, elephants. <laughs> in the end, it's the same. Do you have any crazy story? Not really. One client was asking me to explain sometimes, not not all the time, but uh, some tasks they were, I don't know, they were raising some some questions. Why they they were taking so much time? I think the rate was the hourly rate, and I have to like up to a minute. I have to report. That's micromanagement. <laughs> this company was paying attention literally to every minute, uh, and sometimes okay, this one took I don't know fifteen minutes more. Could you explain why? <laughs> because it looks similar to the, to the one that you did <laughs> previous <laughs> previous day. It was a little bit <laughs> stressful, <laughs> and I was happy when 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 everything was done. Can imagine. I I never been in a, in a situation like like that. Yeah, it was a little bit crazy. Micromanagement to the next level, right? <laughs> Have you ever tried a website where you? advertise yourself as a freelancer and it's a marketplace of some sort service works as a third party yeah it helps you to make sure that you actually receive the money because sometimes it's a it's a problem to get paid for the stuff that you deliver yeah i never done anything like that that's what i think is Mm -hmm. freelancing and i never done that's why i call myself a contractor i sign long-term contracts i don't i don't go for things like that where you're jumping between small tasks and bit of here a bit of there I can see that you you did more freelancing. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did different <laughs> different types of, of this kind of work. It's not not my cup of tea at all. Yeah, I, I've never tried one of these uh, websites that you mentioned, and I don't know how I, how I would work with it because when I work for a project, probably the most important thing is the domain of the project. You need to understand the problems that the client has and they are trying to solve. Otherwise, it's tricky to come with a solution so i can imagine those sites has very specific problems that can be done for almost any developer with a certain level of skill right yeah sometimes the task that i remember that was ages ago but what i was trying to do at least to create my profile there it was something like install this plugin it was back in php days mm-hmm. there was a, like a web shop i don't remember how it's called anymore like the system to organize e-commerce platform with a bunch of plugins you could be hired uh-huh. to install, configure, and make sure this plugin works, or a bunch of plugins, okay, or I do see. some yeah, changes yeah. to to existing yeah. plugins. Mm-hmm. And then, because these plugins they're standard, if you try it once, you know how to do it next time. You could also already yeah. mention how much time it would take if it's not super custom work. So this kind of work could be done relatively quickly and safely. Yeah, I see. Yeah, and usually you're part of the company, part of the team. You're part of the decisions mm-hmm. and everything yep. it makes easier to 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 work <laughs> to do your job right, right. and at one uh, one of my early contracts of this kind i was hired to build time tracking system <laughs> which was which was used <laughs> to later track. <laughs> to tra- track my own time as well <laughs> that's really funny yeah. <laughs> how was it did it work or yeah, everything was fine. They they were super happy with results. It was totally new for me. It was one of my early Rails projects. So I was also learning a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was just working. It was fine. So many people say that if you are self-employed, like whatever freelancing, whatever type of, or so you're not employee, it means uh, you have this freedom. And mm-hmm. even you mentioned that you have this freedom of, of choice and you have independence. 
But you also mentioned that it's necessary to take care basically of yourself, pension fund, insurances, vacation, whatever. Yep. Even if you have a more or less long contract, let's say six months, you still, at some point, you still have to make sure that you have some work after this contract is uh, is over, which is also sometimes stressful yeah. to find another client or make sure this contract is extended. So it's <laughs> this freedom comes with the price, I would say. Well, in our field, uh, I don't know, it's so easy to find a contract that probably is not a, an issue. So some people said that they, they go with permanent positions mm-hmm. because of security. I don't know if it's much more security and, and the permanent positions that in the contractor ones because you can get fired as a permanent well depending on where you live you get government mm-hmm. unemployment found right but if you're a contractor and you're standard contractor you usually charge thinking, thinking that you can take some time off at some point or maybe you're gonna have some time between contracts so you also plan for that amount of time mm-hmm. without uh, income the amount of jobs that are available for contractors are same number of or even bigger than the amount of con- contractor companies that mm-hmm. are hiring permanent people. So the security thing, not so sure about it. <laughs> I think it's also myth. <laughs> and on both sides, <laughs> yeah. you, you have this danger of not having job because of whatever reason. Of course, yeah. Reasons could be different, but the result is the same. You have no job. <laughs> And that's it. Yeah. When market is hot for developers, it's hot for every single developer, right? And um, if the market crashes, it's going to crash for, for all of us. I hope not, but <laughs> yeah, I don't see much difference. Yeah. And even if you have a more or less secure position, it also doesn't matter. It depends on the company. But if you are needed uh, as a specialist yeah. at this company, they will keep you. Right until the company is is is, yeah. is, is totally yeah. broken, of course. Yeah, and it depends on the company culture, right? Mm-hmm. If uh, if the company is really if the company really cares about their contractors and employees, they are gonna try to keep you. They are gonna try to be nice with you and don't leave you in a bad position. But the, that applies for both permanent and contractors. Mm-hmm. It's a, like a cultural thing. If you work for a crappy company, they they don't care about you. They don't care about the permanence. They don't care about mm-hmm. anything. So I don't see the difference between permanence and contractors in there. Or at least not a not a huge difference. Yeah, it's artificial. In some companies, you feel yourself kind of remote. You're some someone else. You're a freelancer. Yeah. But in some com- companies, this employment type is just I don't know legal stuff, right? It's just paperwork, and that's it. But you still uh, count it as a part of of the team yeah you work there and no one cares maybe sometimes people yeah. don't even know what's the type of employment uh, for you in this case right you just work there that's it yeah that's why i also believe that this the difference is totally artificial and made by by people within the company another thing that a lot of people say about contracting versus uh, permanent is that as a contractor, you don't get a promotion. So mm-hmm. You're a software senior, software engineer, or whatever what you're doing as a contractor. If you want to go to the next level, you have just to ask for it to your next client, right? Because you don't have like a promotion mm-hmm. plan or anything like that. You're a contractor. You're doing your job according to the mm-hmm. to the contract, and that's it. You are not part of the career ladder on on the company that you're working for. I'm not so sure about that one either because I think once you're better at something, you can ask for 
you can still go to the next position or you can even advert yourself a different title. Probably you will get different type of jobs. <laughs> That's interesting stuff. Let's focus on this one because as an employee, you have career ladder, you have titles, right? Which are yeah. growing if everything is fine. Yeah. And with these titles, you have different responsibilities uh, and you also receive different salary. Your money should <laughs> should <Yeah>. grow. <laughs> your salary should grow. And basically, the title is, it reflects your, your skills, right? You are being promoted because you deserve it. Mm-hmm. And then if you just mention your title, everyone knows, okay, you deserve this level. But if you work as a freelancer, there should be something else, uh, something else which is similar, right? You cannot say that I'm senior freelancer, right? Does it work with, I don't know, maybe certification? Like, let's say you, you could you could say, this is my proof of the advanced skills in this specific topic because I'm a certified whatever developer mm-hmm. or, I don't know, architect. I don't think it depends on certifications. It depends on your portfolio. So usually when you work as a contractor, people that people ask you about your previous contracts and your previous uh, success, some failure. Mm-hmm. The way you show that you can perform the job is showing previous jobs. So I did this before and I solved this problem before mm-hmm. by doing this, this, and this. So I think I'm capable mm-hmm. to do it again. That's usually the way to go. So if you were working for a company and you solve a specific uh, problem, then you can use that to go to the next company and show them that you have the skills to to do it again, or maybe you did something similar before and that applies to their problem that they have at, at hand, things like that. And after a certain amount of time, you, you have a bigger portfolio and you can advertise yourself like, I don't know, next level mm-hmm. because I did this and this and this. It can be tricky because, I don't know, let's say that you are looking for a change and you want to move to engineer manager or mm-hmm. tech lead, something like that. Usually you need to prove that you have uh, mm-hmm. leadership skills for that kind of position. If you are a contractor as a senior developer, you don't usually get to mm-hmm. work as a leader. You're a contractor, you're a senior developer, you get mm-hmm. the job of a senior developer. And companies, the companies are not going to pay for your mm-hmm. training and they are not going to invest on your career because it's mm-hmm. your problem is your career, right? Yep. That's the reason why you're a contractor. So maybe... That can be an issue for contractors if they really want to up their game or change mm-hmm. the, their roles. I don't know. <laughs> it's something, one con that I can <laughs> maybe see. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> Do you have any cool story related to your freelancing experience? A good one, bad one, funny one? All of them are good. I, I didn't have any bad experience or anything like that. Like been working as a contractor for a for a while and everything is going smoothly. Not much to say in, in there. How about you? I know you have some funny stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know which one to pick. <laughs> so we'll pick one. <laughs> it was like early days of me working as a freelancer for the company outside of Russia. So I was based in Russia and I was not even hired. So we didn't have a contract. So I learned from this project, I learned a lot. First of all, <laughs> before doing any work, make sure you have a contract. That's contracting one-on-one, <laughs> 101. <laughs> yeah, so we didn't have a contract. We somehow found each other. I think I did some like super tiny work like this 
PHP module or plugin or something like this before. Then they say, okay, we, we like how you work, we like the quality, we would like to offer to hire you for a project. So we need to deliver a project. This is the timeline and, and so on. Project was totally greenfield. Uh, so the only thing that I had is designs in Photoshop as a Photoshop files. So I had to cut them, produce HTML, CSS, and then build the website. So I need to create a backend and, and everything should just work. It was super, super happy. Started working, <laughs> no contract. <laughs> we kind of agreed on, on the price uh, and everything was fine. So after a month of working, I delivered the website as it was advertised or announced at the beginning, like according to requirements that we discussed up front. And they said, yeah, everything is fine, but we need to adjust this. It's, it's normal, right? When you just have uh, Photoshop files, but nothing is actually running, you have nothing, no, no buttons to click, no links to follow. Yeah, It's the one story, but when you have when you have everything running uh, and you start using, you realize, okay, this could be improved and uh, this could be done better. Mm-hmm. So this kind of feature requests were following like one after another. So I worked for a couple more weeks. Till this point, I received literally zero. I was just trusting this guy's <laughs> freelancer, but I was working full-time basically on, on this company. I didn't have any other uh, contracts or any other work. was super happy because the project was interesting. I really liked the whole idea. It was in some, uh, in some parts, it was innovative. I learned QR codes. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was many, many years ago <laughs> before QR codes were super popular and it was slightly tricky to discover any information, any library to generate QR codes and read them. But that was pretty cool. So after one month and a couple of weeks, I started thinking that would be nice to uh, receive at least half. I see that the project is not uh, finished yet, but maybe... Half of the money that we agreed on would be yeah. nice to have because I also to pay for my apartment and would like to eat something. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> so I mentioned this topic uh, and the employers, yeah, of course, it's ev- everything is fine. Uh, it's totally normal request. And then they started asking, okay, how to transfer your, your money? So I sent them my, my banking details and they said, like, no, this, this is won't work because the company was in Sweden and they have uh, Swedish crowns. Uh, the, the currency. Yeah. And I had ban- bank account in uh, Euro. <laughs> so <laughs> they say we cannot pay you in Euro. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if you like Swedish crowns, that's fine. We could do it <laughs> tomorrow, but not in Euro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we started uh, discussion. So I stopped working and we agreed that I'm not going to work and uh, until we, we, we figure out the way. Yeah. There were like two people were talking to me. Basically, every day we were discussing how the things are going and all the feature requests. And then after this point, they went on vacation. They said, okay, this is this is uh, another guy, like our lawyer in our company. Feel free to ask this person any questions. And I have to say that I didn't speak English that much. I was using <laughs> dictionary. There was no, no Google Translate back in the days, but something similar to Google Translate to talk to them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so talking to a lawyer <laughs> using my English skills, yeah, almost sound almost easy. impossible. <laughs> yeah, they were like nice people. Like ev- every day, there was nice conversations, and then everything was fine. They were reasonable with all requests uh, and understanding on on all the things, uh, but not not when it was related to money. I don't know. So after a week or so, I understood that okay, this is. This is no go uh, for me. And I said, okay, let, 
we just we just stop here. So if you cannot pay, I cannot work. This should be understandable. Uh, so no questions to you, no questions to me, and they yeah. just say them goodbye, and and that's it. So I didn't I didn't get my my money at all. So I was working for more than a month for free. <laughs> I delivered the ah, thing that they wanted, terrible. plus some extra features on top, like this uh, extra feature request request uh, with some adjustments for free. I was super sad. In the end, uh, I didn't blame them that much. Partially, it's my fault because I didn't ask about this upfront. Uh, but I just, <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> this could be a problem. Well, you did some work. They should find a way to pay you back. I don't know. It's it's strange. That was one of these. Besides QR codes, I also learned some things how to <laughs> properly. <laughs> make contracts before <laughs> agreeing on any work. So yeah, that's that's the story. It's, now it's funny. Back in the days, it wasn't that funny because I basically wasted one month uh, and then I had to work yeah. two times more basically to, to get some money, pay for, for all the things that they have to pay. But yeah, that was one of these early experiences in my freelancing career. Yeah, no, I, I didn't have anything like that. I, well, we made, I made some mistakes when I, back in the days I had a company in Spain with some friends. Mm -hmm. It was kind of a web, web agency. And there we made some mistakes with some clients and we had some issues of clients not uh, paying and things like that. After that, once I went on, on, on my own as a permanent and as a contractor, I never ever had, like, I, well, these days I have an accountant mm -hmm. and a lawyer. They are the same person. But yeah, every time I sign something goes through my lawyer and accountant and yeah, this is highly recommended <laughs> it is highly recommended yeah. yeah yeah paperwork is maybe it's boring like for software engineers this kind of things super boring yeah but that's fine if it's boring just hire someone and they will do it for you and you if you're a contractor you you will have to charge a bit more because you need a <laughs> accountant and a, and a lawyer that's part of it right if you're a permanent you yeah. don't need it maybe that's one of the cons mm -hmm. right yeah maybe <laughs> I don't know to summarize I think there is no big difference between being a freelancer or being employee each side has its own cons and pros from, from every perspective mm -hmm. from money perspective from freedom perspective but it's nice to have a choice right if you prefer to work as an employee you have this right and you have this this choice to to be employee but it's also possible uh, to work as a freelancer and it's nice like if if it works for you then here you go it's nice to have this uh, this option as well if i can add one thing i think it's more important the company that you work for than the type of mm -hmm. contract you have because yeah it's gonna the, the, the company you work for is the thing that's gonna make the difference yeah the way they treat you much more than the type of the contract you have with that company. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. In case of any questions, simply send us an email at codeandbeyond at protonmail.com. You will also find this address in show notes. Keep being amazing. Bye. Bye.